Welcome back to the It's In Our Roots podcast. Every Tuesday we release a new episode of us chatting to inspiring people with roots in the countryside. And this series we are also chatting to some brilliant businesses and brands. And speaking of amazing brands, it's the 1st of February dairy today. So who else would we talk to other than fellow Devon Young Farmer, Emily from the other stuff, the milk vending machine. Yeah, so today we are talking to Emily Peters, founder of the other stuff. She has diversified her family farm in Devon and has set up an award-winning milk and milkshake vending machine. So the first day that I was going to launch, I put some milk pasteurising and I basically closed the wrong tap and it blew up the pump. <laughs> and then milk, milk was just flying everywhere. There was just milk all on the floor and I just thought maybe we'll open tomorrow (laughs) 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 we won't open today so yeah it's been a learning curve hi Emily welcome to the podcast thank you so much for coming on we we should probably mention that we do all know each other already through Devon Young Farmers and also can you remember that we used to play tennis together when we were little we did that was a long time ago I was wondering if you'd remember that but um, yeah it's all been leading up to this moment (laughs) (laughs) so you are here to talk about other stuff how long ago did you come up with the idea for the milk vending machine and the other stuff brand? How long ago was that? So I've always known that I wanted to do something, as in diversify the farm at home. Through some means, like, I've always pie in the sky thinking like, oh, a farm shop would be fab, whatever. But actually getting to that stage is a bit massive. So whilst I was at uni, we had to do a little project in, um, so I went to Reading and they've got a dairy farm as part of the university and they gave us a project of basically selling direct to the campus and coming up with a like fun way of getting students to buy milk so that was the first time I'd actually heard of milk vending machines and at that time there was only like three three in the country and at that point the little seed was planted in my head and thought this could be quite a cool idea um to do when I went home and when I came home having had three in the country when I was first looking at it now there's hundreds in the country (laughs) so (laughs) but actually they've developed so much since the the original ones that I was looking at so it's actually probably been a bit of a blessing that I waited a bit longer and it's now a bit more of a cooler developed design so yeah it's it's been a long time coming I think so after uni, when did I graduate? 2018. I then worked in London for a year in the agriculture team at Sainsbury's. And then I moved home. So when I moved home, that was when I was just trying to come up with the ideas. So obviously, you said you you knew you always wanted to have some sort of idea at home. Was that purely just from like, the business side of things and bringing a profit? Or was there like, why did you want to diversify? Why did you want to try being a bit different to the other farms? So I've always had a passion for like food and branding and that's just what I get excited about is is a bit sad but cool brands and cool like foodie and farm businesses that just look really nice. I've always like found that really interesting and enjoyed spending time looking into doing that and having probably grown up with mum and dad 
being farmers and like the livelihood being the job as well as the life I've always kind of been brought up around that's the way of living and I've always really enjoyed that so to be able to take parts of the food and farming side of things and then put my own spin on it with the branding and the marketing side it just seems like it's natural to bring something all together and it's something I really enjoy. Yeah and I think that's what really stands out about other stuff you know it it is your brand because it really stands out and I mean I've obviously been a big fan ever since you started Um, (laughs) but your Instagram other stuff you know when it started it was very much educating people about the dairy industry and what you get up to on the farm was the initial plan when you started that that you would then be introducing something like a milk vending machine a couple years down the line? Yes, I never really had a time scale, but because I'm home in September and then my main job on the farm, so on the farm we springbok carve, so carve everything between February and May time-ish. And um, so my main role is carve feeding, carve rearing. So I wanted to be able to document that and educate people, but also in the back of my mind, I knew that I wanted to launch something off the back of it. So it kind of went hand in hand of documenting life on the farm and starting to surround people with a bit of a story and how all the things work on the farm and then to naturally just be like, buy my products. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, yeah, there was always a bit of a plan, but I never had a timescale on it. But I mean, people want to know where their food comes from, don't they? So it it makes sense that as well as educating people, you have a product that people can buy because, you know, they trust where it comes from. Were you surprised when you first started documenting your work on the farm? Were you surprised at the reaction and how interested people were about dairy farming? Yeah, definitely. The the response was a lot bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, I think people generally don't don't know what goes on a lot of the time. And it's just simple things like you milk cows twice a day. People are like, oh, I never actually... If people have it, you, I think you take for granted that when we are surrounded by people who are farmers or in the rural community that people just know that sort of stuff. But actually, yeah. a lot of people don't don't know that. And so, obviously, you said that. Um, obviously, your parents milk, and I think you said you married a, a dairy farmer. What do what do the more traditional dairy farmers around you think of this new of the milk vending machine? Was their mind blown to start with? Like what? <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of the traditional farmers are like, what are you doing? <laughs> we we don't talk to the public. That's not our job. We just produce the food and we send it off. So I think a lot of them, yeah, it's not a skill that a lot of people are blessed with in the farming community, I don't think. Everyone does a really good job at producing food, but it's not very good at telling the story behind it. And actually, I think a lot of the time they're scared that the public are out to get them, really. And I don't think the media have helped that because I think agriculture is painted in a really bad light at the moment and it's not really fair so it isn't scary to have to try and tell your story and back it up but actually if you've got a really good story and I think Britain do at producing food that why why don't we shout about it more yes yeah definitely have you had much um sort of do you do you get many people sort of questioning why you're doing it on your social media or or much negative response no not like not at all really because I was actually a bit worried when I launched the vending machine that there would be a potential backlash but actually I've had zero negative comments at all I've had no one 
no one face to face has ever questioned anything but I think that's like a lot of things people are will pretend and hide behind the keyboard but actually I've had nothing so yeah it's been it's all been so positive and everyone's responses have been just so so nice and as you mentioned just a minute ago you know it is a skill isn't it storytelling communicating especially if something maybe a little contentious and may not be shown in the best light on traditional media at the moment what is your advice to farmers who may be listening to this and, and want to start documenting what they're doing maybe on social media I would suggest just thinking things through a lot and like planning things not necessarily having like a structured and regimented like social media plan or whatever because realistically none of us have time to do that sort of thing but actually thinking through the story and the message that you want to get across but yeah just planning and thinking through and not just and also taking really nice photos I think really helps actually spending an extra minute to get a decent photo rather than being like yeah that will do today's photo what you were saying earlier about for example some people just don't know that you milk twice a day obviously through your social media you explain what you're doing on the farm and stuff but for those that don't know why do you think for example you sell your milk and you describe it as like gently pasteurized for our listeners that might not know much about milk why do you think that's important and why is that a product that you thought was important to sell so the biggest feedback I've had what different it tastes supermarket milk and I think that um comes down to it's either a generational thing because a lot of older people have said oh it tastes like the milk that we used to get on the doorstep and like over time the doorstep delivery man has just kind of been phased out but I think um, there's a big uprising of opportunity for that again but a lot of people have been like oh my word I've forgotten what like proper proper milk tastes like and the biggest thing I don't I don't want to do is put people off supermarket milk because actually there's nothing there's nothing wrong with supermarket milk people should be drinking every type of milk but it's just getting it direct from the farm it goes through less processes to get there it's it's unique to that farm because of the breeding profile and things like that so actually if you get your milk from one milk vending machine it might taste a bit different to the other one that's 10 miles down the road or whatever so actually I think it's the uniqueness and it's not just milk that's what I'm trying to get across that it's it's a product in itself and it varies between different farms so you're talking about the gently pasteurized so my process is I get milk in the mornings out direct out the milk line uh, during morning milking and then you put it in a pasteurizer which then heats it up slowly 67 degrees and then holds it for 30 minutes and then cools it back down whereas in supermarket um, processes where it basically rapidly heats it up to 72 degrees and then brings it back down Um, and some farms do this anyway and it doesn't have a massive impact on their taste I don't think there's a major difference and as well as those unique selling points with the milk but you know you also sell the milkshakes which are clearly incredibly popular yeah it went a bit crazy actually the percentage of milkshakes to milk is a bit mad um I never actually I didn't think it would be like that and a lot of people started out with just the milk um, and I know the people who've got vending machines have just started out with milk and then put the milkshake option on and then have been like, oh, OK, I think I was missing a trick here. Because actually a lot of people don't like to drink a, drink a glass of milk. Like I 
I personally wouldn't choose to drink just a straight glass of milk, but actually put a bit of flavoring in with it and it turns into a delicious, refreshing mm. drink. What is your go-to flavor? Oh, chocolate. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Where I used to work was just around the corner from the other stuff vending machine and everyone in the office were incredibly obsessed with the milk <laughs> vending machine and quite often on a Friday me and Lara would go up and do the milkshake run and you obviously have a special flavour each week which changes each week and mm-hmm. that would always be like the main talking point in the office each week. <laughs> It's all I talk about, um, but it is it is so exciting. And whenever I'd go, it would always be so popular with all ages, really. Yeah, like the different demographics. Like it's actually really nice because I'm up there probably more than I thought I was going to be. Um, I get to see people and they become little like regulars, so you get to say hi. But um, yeah, you got every literally got everyone got your old your old people who get their milk in the mornings and just it's their part of their day they just wander up and get the milk they got young families and mums with prams who are going on a walk and will use it as a destination then especially during lockdown you've got like the teenagers who couldn't go on nights out so who go to the milk vending machine on a Saturday night at two yeah. in the morning which is always a bit like okay <laughs> That's interesting. Sounds like my sort of night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then because it's open 24 hours, you get the people on shift work and you get people at four o'clock in the morning and all hours. A bit crazy. And I've also seen on people on it, on Instagram saying how great it is. It's like a post-workout drink. Yeah, it's got a really good level of protein in it that's really good for recovery. Does it take much time out of your day? Like, has it sort of, become the main you know like is most of your day about the vending machine or is it quite a, a thing to do alongside all your other yeah I think I was probably a little bit naive to start with because it all looked really ideal on a spreadsheet <laughs> I was like oh this is the time I'm going to pasteurize and this is the time I'll drop it off and then the rest of the day I'll just yeah do some farm work or like yeah it didn't really work like that because <laughs> because at the beginning it just went a bit crazier than I ever expected it to it was and also I didn't really know what I was doing so the first day that I was going to launch I put some milk pasteurizing and I basically closed the wrong tap and it blew up the pump oh, and then milk milk was just flying everywhere there was just milk <laughs> all on the floor and I just thought Maybe we'll open tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) We won't open today. So, yeah, it's been a learning curve. But I think I finally got to, like, a manageable manageable level. Because, yeah, at the beginning, because no one had bottles either, you'd have to be going over and filling up the um, bottle vending machine. And then I'd come back to the farm. And then you get a phone call and say, oh, all the bottles are gone. (laughs) Like... I don't think that's physically possible that they could have all gone in that time. But you, I was literally, and so me and mum were just ferrying up and down the road with milk and then bottles and the syrups, and it was absolutely crazy. But now it's manageable. I was also trying to feed all the calves at the same time, which yeah. I wouldn't recommend doing mm. that. <laughs> and on top of all that, still posting on social media all the time and keeping that Oh, going. yeah. And make it all look like it wasn't all going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, now it's manageable. Um, 
so yeah, I pasteurize every morning and then drop milk off. And then we just, it's very clever because it's all got an app and you can see how many liters have gone and it'll give you notifications when the tank goes empty and things. So it's now manageable, but as always, technology has its fun breakdown issues occasionally. <laughs> do you do you think that that is the future of the dairy industry, that farmers will need to look to continue to directly sell to the consumer? Um, potentially, it's, it's hard to know what's going to happen because I think more and more vending machines are going to pop up and you just hope that everyone does them properly in terms of not giving a bad rep. The minute that someone starts putting like gone off milk or whatever through a machine or it you don't want people to do it poorly and then brand or consumer perception goes down because they're like oh dairy's a bit gross actually if that's what it what it's like straight from the farm and you also everyone needs to be able to tell a good story if they're selling direct because otherwise people are going to start jumping on the people who aren't potentially doing it um properly but I, I don't think necessarily it's the way forward for everyone because I think we're all gifted with different skills and I think a lot of farmers are not blessed with the skills to sell direct to the public. Um, I think supermarkets have got a big place to play in it because they are the main place of retail and they need to be selling milk and telling the story and giving everyone a fair price and it's a logistical nightmare to be able to manage it and control it but no I don't think necessarily it's I think support like being able to buy locally is um the future of what it should be if that's through supermarkets that are then buying locally from say all the Sainsbury's in Devon are selling Devon milk I think that's the way it should go but again supply chains and logistics are a nightmare to being able to achieve that but yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, no, sure. So obviously speaking of the future, what's the future for other stuff? Do you, do you see the brand developing? Do you have any ideas of where you'd like to see it go next? Or Because you've got, you've got travel mugs already. I've already got that one. <laughs> yeah, I've already covered the travel mugs. <laughs> um, yeah, so initially... I was like, before I launched the first one, was my vision for it was like, I want to be in cafes, I want to be in shops with little dispensers, and I want to have five vending machines. And now I'm like, one vending machine is fine, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to develop the brand and I want to, the, the brand and the marketing is the bit I love. So I want to make sure that that is my primary area of focus and just be really careful where the next stage goes in terms of not getting too bogged down with not necessarily the practical sides of things but making sure that I don't lose my focus on branding and marketing um I quite like to do ice cream <gasps> yes yes Ooh, yeah exciting that would be quite fun but um again it's a way off a way off but we're just trying to come up with ideas of what to do next but yeah I've got to that awkward stage of the next step will be employing someone but you need to get big enough to justify employing someone so yeah 
and they don't teach you this stuff at school so <laughs> no. I don't know where you're meant to learn any of this until you actually do it and it's a bit scary but no it's it's exciting but I also don't yeah. want to rush into anything and I mean talking about not learning this stuff in in school and having to work it all out as you go do you think that if it wasn't for going away to uni and also and also spending that year in London working for Sainsbury's, do you think it's down to all those experiences which you could then bring back to the farm at home? Yeah, definitely. I think going away is quite important if you're born and bred in farming and you want to do something a bit different. I think you definitely need to go away and just experience the the rest of the world. I mean, it makes you also appreciate coming home so much more if you've gone away. Um, and yeah London's a experience in itself but um yeah I think all of those experiences are great in theory and like learning things as you go along and I don't think you probably realize what you're learning until you actually look back and think oh yeah I applied that from that experience to that but I would say I've probably learned the most I've ever learned in the last six months yeah I bet (laughs) running (laughs) launching this business but um yeah it's been a bit of a crazy six months but it's exciting brilliant uh, well thank you so much Emily for doing this it's been so interesting to see how how other stuff has grown we can't wait to see what you do next and I cannot wait to try that ice cream at some point <laughs> yes in the I will come back to Devon for this ice cream <laughs> you're welcome thanks for asking me